0: Well, as is my custom, I like to start with a story. There was this man, and he was on a desert island, He'd been stranded there for decades. Finally, one day, a passing ship saw his signal and sent a rescue mission to pick him up. So when these guys got there, he said, Man, I've been the only guy on this island for for years. I don't even know what year it is. They said, Well, they look around and they see this immaculate church. I mean, steeple, windows, doors, carved out of wood, just gorgeous. They said, Oh, well, what's going on here? He said, Well, oh, that's my church. I love my church. I go to my church all the time. I said you're the only guy here. I said, "Yep." I said, "You mind if we look around the island, make sure there's nobody else on the island?" And he said, "Don't be my guest." So they go on the other side of the island, and here is another immaculate church. Steeple, windows, everything. They come back and they say, So you're the only guy here. He said, yeah. He said, and this is your church. He said, yeah. So when we were over there, we found another church just as beautiful as this one. He said, what's going on with that? He said, I used to go to that church, but those people. The story seems ridiculous, but there's a dynamic that I've witnessed Many times in my Christian life. Somewhere, this poor chap went from serving the church, the body of Christ, to expecting to be served. Now, while he was building his church, he was an active Christian. When he finished and sat back on his laurels, his focus changed. Discontent set in. And division followed. See, my focus as a servant of Jesus Christ is to be outward towards other believers, towards the lost, instead of inward towards me and myself. So we're going to read from 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to start at verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as it pleased him. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. That there should be no chism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. We are one body made up of many parts. Every part is important. Every part is different. There's Jews and Greeks. There's slaves and free. But we're all made to drink of the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Now, if we weren't Christians, I'm pretty positive there are some people here that wouldn't hang around with me. Is it true? (laughs) We're a blend of many different walks of life some of which wouldn't normally mix well with each other. But church is the one place where all human lines that separate us are to be erased. Social, economic, racial, political, really any line that would divide us out there in the world is supposed to be left at the door. It should be. But here we are, one body. Paul points out that no part can hold itself as more important than the rest. Eyes are important. But by not being able to see, that's a huge disadvantage. Hearing and smelling are also very important. But what about seeing or hearing of an imminent danger and not being able to raise my hand to block it? Or use my feet to get out of harm's way. I've been a carpenter for about a half a century. I've observed something. Every time I get something in my eye, my hand immediately responds to protect and bring aid to the eye. I'll bet the same thing happens to you. Maybe not as often. My brain doesn't send out a memo saying, it doesn't need to say, hey, we need a couple of fingers from whichever hand isn't busy right now to head up to the eye and bring some aid. Also, we're going to need some cooperation from the elbow, the arm, and the hand to bring the fingers up to the face and check it out. Now, I suppose the brain does send out some messages like that. But it all happens so fast that no thought needs to to take place. The hand doesn't respond, Oh, we're a little busy down here doing the last thing you told us to do. We'll get to it. Nor does the eye object and say, I don't want that hand. I can see what it's been doing down there. (laughs) It all happens instantly and automatically. The whole body is aware, and responds to the care of the eye. My eyes have been red since the ninth grade. That's how much stuff is in my eyes. Now I suppose, because my entire body knows that it is all dependent on the health and performance on the rest of my body, that my body automatically does these things. But it's a perfect example of how the church body is to act because we are all connected. We are all necessary. And we're all in this together. Verse 18 says, God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Now think of this. It pleased God. To put each of us, each one, right here where we are. Each one of us brings something different to the body. Unique to us. And yet necessary for the rest. And the reason he brings us together is to care for one another. Individually and as a body. Now, I have never seen my liver, but I know it's there. And I'm extremely glad that it's doing its job. My knees and my hair are also glad that my liver is doing its job. Verse 19 says, if they were all one member, think of this. Now, some people have been accused of this, but think if you were all elbows. Ever been accused of that? It's a mess. Where would the body be if we were all the same? That sounds ridiculous, all elbows. But the truth be known, our strength comes from our differences, our diversity. Meaning, we're not all the same. Thank God. But that doesn't allow any of us to sit this one out. We're a family. I have six children. There are no two alike. Even close. I have 16 grandchildren. There are no two alike. They all have different giftings and talents and preferences and so on. On your dollar bill is a thing of the national symbol, the seal of the United States. There's a phrase on there. It's real small. you got to put on your glasses to read it, but it says E pluribus sunum Ever heard that before? I know it's written small. But what it means is, out of many, one. It's our national motto. Now, I love my country. That motto speaks volumes about who we're supposed to be. Out of many, one. And yet, if you've watched the news lately on TV, it seems that neither side has any desire to be one. It's sad. It seems to be the national tone. Whatever you're for, I'm against. We've digressed as a people to the level that we can't even have an adult dialogue about our differences or even our similarities. Well, I love my church even more than I love my country. Verse 20 says. But now there are many members, yet one body. What Paul's saying is here is the same as our national motto. Out of many. There are many. But really, there's only one. When I say I'm a member of community church, what, I'm really, what it really means is I'm a part of community church. And community church is a part of other churches in Gunnison, which is a part of Colorado which is a part of the western hemisphere which is a part of i think you get the picture there's only one body under one head the lord jesus christ but not all churches are alike but not even all the disciples were alike there was some fishermen there was a tax collector there was a carpenter or two judas i think was a bookkeeper because he held the purse in John 17, Jesus prayed for them, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one, just as we are one. I and them, you and me, that they may, may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me, and have loved them as you have loved me. Think of this. Jesus on the night of his arrest, prayed for his followers to be one. Just like he and the Father are one, we are to be one. With the Father, with the Son, with the Spirit, and with each other. Do you suppose that unity is kind of important? It's interesting that these 11 guys would be used to herald the new relationship with God bought and paid for by Jesus Christ that would turn the religious world and eventually the entire world upside down. They had to be one. Now, none of us know anything about the, would know anything about the great news of the gospel without the role they had played. And the unity that they shared. That they may be one. Just as we are one. A few verses before this passage. In verse 20. Jesus said this. I do not pray for these alone. But also for those who will believe in me. Through their word. That's us. Even today. In 2018. Jesus prayed for us. To be one. The savior of the world. The head of the body. Prayed for us to be one while looking. Think of this. This is the night he was arrested. He was looking into the traumatic events of his own story. Suffering we can't imagine. And he took it upon himself to pray for us. Make them one. There is a higher calling for for Christians than we sometimes see displayed by Christians. Let me say that again. There is a higher calling for Christians than we sometimes see displayed by Christians. Think of the mighty army of God. That's us. Girded with the truth, wearing the blessed breastplate of righteousness, feet shod with the preparation of peace, having the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. And we spend way too much time shining our armor or sparring with each other. While the good news of salvation to the lost world which really is the orders that we've been giving by our great captain, the captain of our faith, Jesus Christ, those orders seem to have been put on the back burner. I used to go to that church, but those people... Paul says in verse 20, back in 1 Corinthians 12, that there be no chism in the body. No division. Now, no chisholm does not mean that we're all going to be alike. God made each one of us, you, me, unique. You're a one-of-a-kind work of art. One of a kind. We each have our own preferences, likes and dislikes and such. However, he expects us to use all of these gifts and preferences and stuff in concert with each other. I love this church. This church is unlike any church I've ever been involved in. We have a diverse service. Kind of like a buffet table. You like praise songs? We got praise songs. You like hymns? We got hymns. Choir? I hope they're up and running again soon. I love and miss them. They minister in a way to a group that no others do. Preaching? Well, maybe not today. But I love to hear God's word proclaimed in a way that I can apply it to my life when I walk out that door. Special music, stained glass, graphics, paper. I love it all. Prayer. I even love that cowboy in the narthex that used to have a cigarette in his mouth before Christianity became politically correct I love the staff and Webster Hall and King's Kids and you name it organ music there's something here for everyone but even more important than that everyone is supposed to be here for something know what it is? It's an encounter with the living God. To bless and care for the beloved, that would be the person to your left and to your right and in front of you and behind you. That is the beloved. They're the body of Christ. Paul goes on to say that if they suffer, we all do. If they're honored, we all are. No part of the body is expendable. Each and every one placed here by the Lord just as he pleased. Each one here to play a role that God has assigned. Verse 27 says, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. My identity is I'm a member of the body of Christ. What a high calling. What an honor to be identified with the great king, the fairest of all, the master, redeemer, and friend of mankind who was and is and is to come, the beginning and the end. He chose us. Each one. Each member. Individually. And he has placed each one of us here at this time in this place for his purpose. Specific to us for the good of the body and for his glory. Now there's a myth floating around Christianity that God has this big mold. You come in a sinner, He puts you in the mold. When you come out, you look like Pat Boone. You have the right clothes, the right hair, the right temperament, the right outlook, the right way of thinking. You say the right things. I've got to tell you, I don't care how hard I've tried, I can never look like Pat Boone. Besides... God already has a guy named Pat Boone. And he's doing a really good job being Pat Boone. He only needs one Pat Boone. Not I like Pat Boone. I'm not picking on him. I'm just not like him. He only needs one of you as well. One. He made each one Just the way He wanted. I like that. You know what? I'm better, best suited at being who I am. It's easy for me. It's easy for you too. Because you bring something specific. Here's the kicker. He wants you to be you for Him. To be part of His body. An active asset the rest of the body and he put you in this place at this time just as he pleased i celebrate our diversity i admire our creator god's creativity and his sense of humor and i marvel at his ways he put you with me he put me with you and he put us with them You know, Gary Larson, the famous cartoonist, had a cartoon that used to be on the counter at Western Lumber. It's one of my favorites of all time. It, in the cartoon, God is making the earth. And it's got it's doing the finishing touches. And he has this shaker. And he's shaking these little things on the earth. And the caption says, and just a few jerks, just for fun. <laughs> Is that true or what? Still love me? Well, that's good because you're stuck with me. <laughs> I love you. And i got to tell you, I am glad we have been put here together as one body. This time, this place called Community Church. Let's pray. Father, I'm reminded that you are an awesome God. You made the Rocky Mountains. You made the plains and the oceans. And you made each one of us in particular. I pray, Lord, that you would meld our diversity, our differences together. Give us a unity Make our family ties strong for your glory. Because there's a big world out there that needs to hear about you. And that's our mission. In Jesus' name, amen.